It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. American Radio. Opinion and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Hey everybody, welcome back to American Uck Radio on Mojo 50, WBN324, and Rumble. I'm Mike Phillip, and uh, I'm somebody that uh, got very tired of news a very long time ago. Uh, have you ever had too much to eat and you can't look at food no more? That's how I got with reporting on news and just commenting and talking about it. Uh, and and God did something really beautiful in my life. He's, he's given me a lot of grace and a lot of mercy and... Uh, there was a time when when I thought that uh, I could not live for him or come to him for anything, and he let me know that uh, there was work that he wanted to do and and that he takes care of his children always, 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 always. That being said, there are a couple of news stories that I do want to talk about today just because I find them interesting. Uh, one of them I actually sent over to Stu Peters, and he showed interest in it as well. And that is uh, what's going on here in Alberta. 
uh, with our new premier. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time about it. The other one is uh, U.S. law enforcement working, well, federal law enforcement working with Canadian federal law enforcement running surveillance uh, operations on U.S. soil. Your average American wouldn't like that too much. I know this to be true. Uh, But we're going to talk just a little bit about these two issues before we go into the main study that we do today. And uh, the study that we're going to do today is on God's rest and the Sabbath. There are a lot of uh, different opinions on the Sabbath. Is it Saturday? Is it Sunday? Uh, What was it supposed to teach us? Right? I had some people... Uh, they used to be friends of mine, get very, very, very upset with me uh, last time I talked about this on the show. <clears throat> they didn't have a problem with me when I was drunk every day for the first three years that I was on Mojo Five O. That was just fine. <laughs> but it is what it is. And uh, we had, uh, we've had some really fantastic things happen lately. Um, I was talking with uh, a, a friend of mine in Louisiana last night uh, who has uh, just a tremendously great gift that God has given him. And uh, I, I'm looking to work with him on on bringing that out to a wider audience. So I'm going to be uh, announcing that very soon. Peyton, if you're just hearing this for the first time, I forgot to mention it this morning. I apologize. Um, but I was talking to this guy in Louisiana, and we were talking about the... Uh, the critters, the bugs, the size of a coffee table, and and uh, different things that uh, you have to deal with living in different geographical locations. And I started thinking about snakes. Snakes. The thing about a snake is that they are all mouth and stomach, right? Snakes. There's there's really not a lot more to them than mouth and stomach. Snakes are also, uh, they don't go after dead things. They go after living things. Snakes go after things that are alive. They have no interest in dead things. And uh, that's going to, you're going to find that if you are living for God, that there are snakes that are going to come after you. It's going to happen. And they are going to have a big mouth, and they're going to try to... uh, crush the life out of you in order to consume you. Uh, You don't see snakes rooting around in a dumpster looking for old pizza boxes and things like that. No, they are out to go after live things. You'll notice in the book of Genesis after the Garden of Eden, Satan isn't mentioned after that, is he? He's not even mentioned after that. It's like he, he walked in, he... He talked big, he he lied and uh, screwed things up, and then he just, that was it. I don't even think he was mentioned much in the book of Genesis after that, to be quite honest with you, right? Snakes. I hate snakes, as Indiana Jones once said. Let's talk about this situation with Alberta's premier just a little bit before we get into the study today. Uh, She has said that she is going to a couple of things that that I liked to hear, whether it's going to make life better for anybody or not. Well, I guess it remains to be seen. Uh, There's been I, I have a default position when it comes to politicians. 
Um, I allowed myself to get very excited when Trump ran for president. I did. Uh, when when he said, you know, uh, to Hillary Clinton, you know, because you'd be in jail at that debate, I thought, oh, this is great. Finally, finally, uh, all the enemies of humanity are going to be destroyed and Hillary's going to be hauled off in a day glow orange jumpsuit wearing leg shackles. I... Uh, Found myself disappointed in Trump, and I, I don't want to get myself set up for disappointment again. When it comes to trusting in a man or a woman to do something that's going to make life better, uh, but it is interesting the things that Danielle Smith is saying, and she's got a history. She was a, uh, she was a AM radio talk show host here, not that long ago. And in fact, this this new premier of Alberta was in correspondence with me. Uh, we were going to have her on the show after she was let go from her mainstream uh, talk radio gig. We were going to have her on here because uh, she the reason she left is because of the stifling of free speech that she had on that show because she was not down with lockdowns and vaccination being forced on people. And so I thought, you know what, uh, no matter what mistakes she made in the past, I, I, I agree with her on this issue. And, and she did make some mistakes. She was part of a uh, uh, breakaway party in Alberta from the conservatives that uh, ruled for uh, over 40 years in this province and became lazy and entitled and moved the ball uh, forward for progressive, uh, what some people would call communist issues. And so a lot of people in Alberta were very upset with the conservative party. So a bunch of them broke away and formed a party called Wild Rose. Well, she was part of that. And then she crossed the floor back over to the conservatives. You heard Gordon and Kessler on the show the other day talking about that various issue. And uh, current in Hogtown. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you. Good to see you. I hope you're well. Hope you're ready for some Bible today. There's Kevin J. Johnston calling me while I'm on air. Kevin, I'll call you later. Or maybe I won't. Uh, and so she, she's she been making some statements about... Uh, well, first of all, she apologized. There was a rebel news reporter that asked her if the government would apologize to people that lost their jobs and uh, experienced a a lot of heartache and stress due to government mandates. We had a story just the other day of a man that actually lost his house here in Edmonton because he couldn't make the payments over the vaccine mandate. Uh, Premier Smith was asked if the government would apologize at one point uh, for the hell that they put th- people through. And she said, I-, I won't wait to do that. I'll do it right now. We apologize if if you lost your job due to a uh, unconstitutional mandate from the government. And so she's fighting back on that. She's also said that she will not uh, enforce the gun confiscation looming that Ottawa hopes to impose upon the provinces. So, I mean... Those are things that, as a man living in Alberta, I I, I I like that, right? I like what I hear. So we got another statement from Premier Smith. And uh, current in Hogtown, I'm guessing that you're probably wishing you would hear some of this from your Premier. Uh, but I will remind people that if you're living for God, he can get you through all that stuff. And 
uh, let's say you die. If you're living for God, you win. It's that simple. Let's go over to this soundbite from brand new Premier Danielle Smith. I think it makes sense to make health decisions based on health experts. The group that you mentioned and the person at the helm of it, I don't think he's a medical doctor. I don't think he's a nurse, and I don't think he's a paramedic, and I don't think he's a health professional. As I've said, I am going to be taking advice from our frontline nurses, doctors, paramedics, and health professionals to fix the local problems that we have. The local problems are related to how are related to ambulance service, they're related to emergency room service, and they're related to not being able to get surgical in- initiatives and our surgical wait time list down. Those are very local issues, and so. I'm interested in talking to local people to solve local problems. That's my priority. Now, my son was listening to the uh, National Pravda Propaganda News Service on the radio the other day, uh, the CBC, and they had assembled a a panel of experts to explain and uh, flesh out how that the problems that the healthcare system here in Alberta and across Canada really. Uh, totally just boiled down to anti-black racism, uh, which is just a stupid lie. I I, I don't know uh, if anybody out there is getting tired of even hearing the word racist. I know I am. Uh, you know, I, I've been to churches full of black people where I'm sure that I looked like a, uh, a cue ball sitting there. And there was never, it it wasn't an issue. They gave you a big hug when you walked in their door, told you they loved you. (laughs) And uh, that's how it was. So, you know. Um, Now, let's get on to this next story here. Like I said, we're going to get into just a little bit of news before we get into this study here today on God's rest. Okay. There was a Canadian RCMP officer uh, caught at a, a Great Falls, Montana gun show. All right. Federal law enforcement from Canada is now conducting surveillance operations on U.S. soil. Do we have any constitutional experts out there? We're learning new tonight. Over the weekend, Canadian police officers were found to be conducting surveillance on people attending the gun show in Great Falls. Now, according to Cascade County Sheriff Jesse Slaughter, local county employees and citizens noticed someone with Canadian plates watching people at the gun show. When deputies and the sheriff arrived to see what was going on, they immediately shut the operation down. Sheriff Slaughter says not much is known about these Canadian officers' investigation, but he says without prior communication... It can't happen again. Uh, so that could have been extremely, extremely dangerous. Um, and then you add the variable that there was a Canadian city, uh, Canadian law enforcement officer in there, and that would have been an international incident. We want to work with our federal partners. Uh, we do. Um, and I, I want to have a working relationship with them, and we have always had a really good working relationship. Uh, but there needs to be that mutual respect. Now, Sheriff Slaughter says the Lethbridge police officer was assigned to a Royal Canadian Mounted Police Task Force for gun smuggling and was working with the ATF, but ATF failed to notify him of the undercover operation. BATF did not <clears throat> notify the local sheriff's department of this operation. Uh, working with a foreign law enforcement agency outside of their jurisdiction, I don't know how that uh, RCMP could operate in their official capacity on U.S. soil. But that's where we are. 
Let's talk about the Sabbath. I want to get into that today. There is a uh, lot of misconceptions, and I mean a lot, out there on the Sabbath. Uh, There are people that hold church services on Sundays. Some hold them on Saturday because they figure that's the day. Um, Pastor Archer Pulaski, you've all heard of him. I believe that he holds his services on Saturdays. I don't know if that's the exact reason. I just found out that that's when they do it. And... um, but yeah, they, it, it's a contentious thing. There's a lot of people that fight over it, actually. Well, I'm going to tell you that it is not a day. It's every day. Okay? The Sabbath is every day. It's not a specific day. However, if you want to dedicate one day to God, and that's between you and Him, go ahead. Just don't judge me. <laughs> Let's get into this study here today. I, I, uh, I've said it before. I, I have the absolute best job in the world. I love it. I really do. I love uh, getting together with you guys and, and getting into the Word of God and giving you things that you can carry throughout your day and, uh, and, and throughout your life. We need rest. We need rest. Amen? Uh, uh, and I'm not talking about a holiday. I'm not talking about getting on a plane and going to Paris um, or, or something like that or Greece. Uh, we need rest from the things that, that, that are inside of a man or woman that caused grief in your life, right? That's the rest. There was an album put out by Ozzy Osbourne back in the 90s called No Rest for the Wicked. And what that actually was was kind of a a uh, corruption of a Bible verse in Isaiah. There is a rest for God's people that he was trying to show through types and shadows that was going to come. Now that rest is here today, all right? And it is a rest from fear. It is a rest from wrath. It is a rest from uh, 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 being stuck, right? Wearying yourself over the things of this world. That is the rest, and it is being filled with the Holy Ghost. That is what the rest is. I'm just going to say it right off the bat. Now Paul tried to explain this in the book of Hebrews, and and he did a pretty good job of it. I don't know how people gloss over that and get into um, stupid debates on what day it actually is because, uh, frankly, it doesn't matter. All right? It doesn't matter. But we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 4, and we're going to look at this first of all, and then we're going to go to the book of Genesis. We're going to be skipping around a lot. Look at that. We're already just about at the bottom of the uh, halfway mark of the first hour already. Isn't that amazing? Hebrews chapter 4, we're going to go through just about the whole chapter here. Uh, this 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 Hebrews is written to uh, biological Jews, okay? Biological Jews. There's a lot of talk about Jews these days because of Kanye West and and uh, I've known people that were on this big kick that Hitler was the good guy and actually it was the Jews that were evil and um, I I don't know how you witness to somebody with that being your premise to everything uh, the people that were in the upper room on the day of Pentecost they were Jews okay Jesus was in his flesh a Jew he was going to be of the seed of Abraham right. And so today, if you have the Spirit of Christ in you, 
you are a uh, a seed, a, the seed of Abraham, the children of promise. Okay, and we're going to start off with uh, Hebrews chapter four. Have your Bible ready, Deb. Deb, quit cleaning the house and worrying about stuff. It's it's time to read your Bible. I'm just kidding. Uh, J.W. Freedom says he misses the dress shirt and tie. This shirt has been hanging in my closet for about five years, and it was very expensive. It was more expensive than those dress shirts, so I thought I would wear this shirt that I have not worn in about four or five years today. And so <laughs> really, are you here for my shirt? Praise God. Let's let's talk about this thing with the Sabbath, and it starts off talking about unbelief. Okay, unbelief. Okay, well, talk about belief. You've just got to believe. That's all you got to do. You just got to believe. Well, if you believe, you'll do some things. Amen. If you believe God's word, you will do some things. Abraham, uh, Noah believed God, and so he did something about it. Right. Noah believed God, therefore he built an ark, all right? Chapter 4 of Hebrews, if you've got your Bible with you, turn there right now. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. All right? He's talking to Jews. He's talking to Hebrews. In fact, this uh, treatise is called Hebrews. That much is undisputable. It's in the title. All right? For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, them being us, the Gentiles, okay? I am not Jewish by blood. Neither are most of you listening to me today. There might be a few. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Now, Paul is writing, there is the promise of a rest being left to us, talking about Jews. In the scriptures, there was a promise of rest, and now... There is uh, that promise is in effect, okay? And he's warning them. Now, what is he warning them over? That they don't take the day off on Sunday or Saturday? I don't think so. In fact, he, the uh, Sadducees and the Pharisees, I'm guessing they rigidly observed the Sabbath, all right? Rigidly. Did they know the point of it? No, they did not, because the one who made that rule that was going to bring that promise into effect was in their midst, and they used the Sabbath uh, as an excuse to try to murder him, okay? So you can take Saturday or Sunday off and still not have entered into God's rest if you got murder in your heart, or lust, or any of these other things. Friend to us, The Jews was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Okay? There were Jews that heard the gospel preached. They did not believe it. They had no faith. Amen? For we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, 
as I have sworn in my wrath, all right? And he's quoting Psalms 95.11 here. Paul is quoting the book of Psalms. As I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. And he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. All right? And that he's quoting is Genesis 2, 2, and he's also going to quote Exodus 20, 11. He says, <clears throat> And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, Seeing therefore, he says to a bunch of Hebrews, it remaineth that some must enter therein to they to whom it was first preached, entered not in because of unbelief. They did not believe the word of God. Therefore, they cheated themselves out of a promise of rest. Well, what was that rest? We're going to get into that today. All right. Was it a day off from working at the hardware store to stay home and play board games? Let's talk about it. <clears throat> it goes on, verse 7, again, He limiteth a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. All right? Don't harden your heart at the word of God. Don't allow it. I uh, had the Daily Mojo on this morning. They're talking about a guy that murdered a man riding his bicycle home because he was uh, upset with the condition of the world. So he killed somebody. Well, he's going to get a lot of rest now. That's a good way to deal with uh, the condition of the world. Hey, to murder somebody. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day. There remaineth, therefore, a rest to the people of God. There remains a rest to the people of God. This is what he is teaching these Jews. All right? The Sabbath day was a type and shadow of things to come. Those things are here today. All right? He goes on in verse 10, For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Ceased from your works, as God ceased from his Works. What was God trying to show with that? Was he tired? Did he was he tired from creating the earth and and light and the animals and the the plants and the trees and so he needed a day off? Was that what it was? We'll look at that too. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall under the example of unbelief labor or work to enter into God's rest. 
Work to rest is what Paul's saying. Work to enter into God's rest. It's not about a day off. Now, like I said, if you want to take a day and set it aside unto God, that is between you and him. Amen. But if you disregard the rest of what this rest means, the word of God is not going to profit you at all, even a little bit. You need the Holy Ghost. That's what this is about, and that's what I'm going to prove in God's word to you today. It is time, however, to go to a commercial break. And we're going to do that right now when we get back. Laboring to enter into God's rest. Why why did he take the uh the seventh day and rest? Was he tired? He just didn't want you picking up sticks on Saturday. Was that what it was about? It was serious back then. You could be killed for breaking that law. We'll talk about all this today. You need rest. Back after this. You want to wake up refreshed like you slept on a cloud. Get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today. You deserve it. Go to MyPillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code, Mojo50, for incredible savings. At Romica Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company. Much more. I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romica Designs, and if you can dream it, we can probably make it. We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at RomicaDesigns.com or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at RomicaDesigns.com or visit us on the web at RomicaDesigns.com. Five major food distributors have suffered explosions at food processing and storage facilities in the last few months. 20 more facilities have been destroyed by fires over the last four months. War in Ukraine drags on and holds the looming threat of nuclear escalation. U.S. inflation is officially reported above 8%. Mobs of people are whipped into frenzy by an increasingly unstable class of political elites. We live in interesting times. Political, economic, and financial collapse are all very real threats to our way of life. If the worst happens, make sure you and your loved ones are prepared with emergency food and supplies from preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Coffee lovers everywhere now have the opportunity to do their part to save the planet with Al Gore's lab-grown coffee substitute. We, here at Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change, believe this is a terrible idea. While man-bun-wearing, soy-latte-loving poodle walkers everywhere are in love with the eco-friendly lab-grown sadness water, 
coffee drinkers for climate change want to see the sea levels rise. And for New York City to join the lost city of Atlantis, 12,000 leagues beneath the sea. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. Every pot brewed is an eco-disaster 100 times greater than the Fukushima extinction level event. So order yours today and do your part to hasten the end of the planet. You don't want to live forever, do you? AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. How dare you? (laughs) We dare. We dare. underrated radio shows american up radio this guy mike phillip is brilliant i listen to him every day love your show i, I really do i'm a huge fan thank you for doing what you're doing american up radio Sure, didn't it? <laughs> All right, let's get into this study. So we just read in uh, Hebrews chapter four where Paul is telling a bunch of Jews that they need to be careful that they fall under the examples given in the uh, Old Testament of unbelief that prevented that would prevent them from entering into God's rest. Okay. Taking a day and uh, setting it aside, I, I don't know that how that's entering into God's rest, all right? But that was definitely a thing under the law, okay? We're not under the law anymore. I don't know why you would want to be, to be quite honest with you. Um, let's get into it here. Turn with me to Genesis 2, chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. Let's look where this was established right off the bat, right off the bat. And uh, the apostles used the scriptures to show the things of Jesus, all right? You want to know how to interpret your Bible? You want to know what it's actually saying? Look for Jesus in the church in the Old Testament. Okay, that's that's what they did. That's what they did. There's There's no disconnect there, all right? Jesus did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it, all right? Therefore, if you have the Holy Ghost in you, you have the fulfilling of the law inside of you. All right? Praise the Lord. Chapter 2. Actually, let's start with verse 1 in our study on the Sabbath. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work. Paul uh, quoted that in Hebrews. I believe it was Paul that wrote that book. If I'm wrong, that's fine. I'll find out. 
which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Now, was God tired? Did he need a nap? Yesterday we talked about God being a spirit. Okay? Spirit doesn't need fuel. Spirit is eternal. All right? Turn with me to Isaiah 40 in chapter uh, chapter 40 and verse 28. Now it can't be that God was tired and needed a nap because he had just finished creating the earth. No, he was trying to show us today something. Okay, he was trying to show us something today with this. Isaiah 40 and 28, and then 29 and 30, we're going to read two very uh, popular passage of Scripture, one that people read a lot and get a lot of encouragement from. Isaiah 40, 28, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. He doesn't get tired. So why did he institute this blessed seventh day? What was that showing us today? We've read in Corinthians 10 where the passage of the uh, Hebrews through the Red Sea was a like figure of baptism today, right? First Peter chapter 3 talks about the Noah and the ark was a figure of baptism. All right? So I think we can pretty safely say that he was trying to show us something, going by what the apostles would have done with those scriptures, because that's what Paul did with it in Hebrews chapter 4. Read it for yourself. All right? There's a danger of not entering into God's rest. All right? And this isn't about being religious. All right? We... we We've been given this word, and if you actually care about it and you want to know how to please God, that's where we're going today. Amen? Um, I'm somebody that needed rest from myself. I used to be a very out-of-control, raging guy. I was angry a lot of the time. Um, I used to fight with my wife. We did not have peace in my home. For a very long time, we fought a lot, and uh, I, I'm 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 comfortable in saying that because uh, we don't anymore. In fact, I don't remember the last time uh, we raised our voices at each other. And man, I tell you, having peace in your home—that uh, is something that every man should want. Seriously, <laughs> praise God. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? That the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, the Lord, amen, that's Jesus, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. In fact, he giveth power to the faint. To them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk 
and not faint. So God does not get tired. He doesn't need a nap. He doesn't, uh, no, this was, he was trying to show us something today. That's why Paul brought it up to the Hebrews. Now, you never, ever have any explicit teaching to follow the Sabbath in any of the epistles. You don't. You find it mentioned, but you do not find Paul instructing in any of the epistles uh, for Gentiles to take the day off on the Sabbath or to limit their travel, right? There was a limiting of travel on the Sabbath. You could only go so far. That's why Jesus in Matthew 24 told them, pray that your flight be not on the Sabbath, which a lot of people have said is the rapture, which I've never been able to figure that out either because if you were caught up into the air and taken straight to heaven, why would you worry if that was the Sabbath? Just saying. Now, let's look at what could happen. Uh, Actually, let's go to Isaiah 57 while we're here. While we're here, if you got your Bible in front of you, Isaiah 57. And uh, we're going to go to verses 20 and 21. All right. Now, he, he instructs them to observe the Sabbath, but how? All right. Here's another clue. Okay. Here's another hint. All right. Isaiah 58, uh, 57. Sorry, 58. Sorry, 58. We're in 58. Again, I wrote down the wrong chapter on my uh, on my notes because of the chapter at the top of the page. Isaiah, Isaiah 58, verse 13. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord honorable, and shalt honor him not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. So uh, honoring the Sabbath is uh, not doing your own things in your own way, not finding your own pleasure outside of the things of God, which we've seen a lot of people uh, have their life go into a tailspin over uh, seeking pleasurable things after the flesh, right? If you look at uh, if you look at sex addicts or drug addicts, I mean that's what they're doing, right? And so the Sabbath or the rest is from seeking your own pleasure or speaking your own, Words. All right, that's another heavy clue right there. All right. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Now, the Sabbath was also part of the Ten Commandments. If you turn to Exodus chapter 20, we're already uh, 15 minutes away from the end of the first hour, and I've got a load of stuff to get through, so I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do this today. Praise the Lord. But I did pray for about an hour this morning. Well, about 50 minutes or so anyway. Praise God. 
And Steve, if you're listening right now, I played, I prayed for Jonas, and uh, I can't wait to see you on Sunday. We love your family. Praise the Lord. Praise God. We got a lot of people reaching out, wanting to come to church on Sunday, and uh, I can't wait to preach. Man, you know this this thing with getting into the Word with you guys every day and uh, just doing a little bit of news here and there, it has uh, really, really built up my faith and, and uh, my, 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 my heart and my head is so full of Scripture from doing this every day. Uh, that that it's really done me a lot of good as well. Mel 045, welcome to the gang. Good to see you. All right, Exodus chapter 20, and we're going to read 1 through 17. God spake all these words, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me, Thou shalt not make unto thee a graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, nor that is in earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth, all right? Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me, and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Now, how do people take the Lord's name in vain today? Do they get frustrated and angry and uh, say Jehovah? No, they do not. And it's funny, too, because I, I uh, was reading about this, and, and it's a universal thing. It's a universal thing. It's just it's something that is in flesh to take the name of Jesus and use it as a curse. Even amongst uh, countries and cultures that are, don't even really have a, a Christian heritage, uh, I, I, I saw a, an interview with a Japanese man saying, yeah, we do that here. We, we take the name of Jesus and use it out as, as a swear, and we don't even really believe in him. It's just, it's in flesh to blaspheme the name of God. And uh, I've known people that talk about how, uh, you know, we need to get back to God, and this society is evil, and then I've heard them turn around and take God's name in vain. It's the weirdest thing, I tell you. But they need the Holy Ghost. They need truth. They need to know what it really is to be a Christian, because there's a whole lot of, uh, ways of not entering in, let's put it that way, to God's rest. Let's go on. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, all right? Holiness is a part of the Sabbath. Holiness in your conversation. Holiness in how you present yourself to the world. If you have holiness inside of you, the outside will follow. Amen? Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. All right, so... Not even the stranger in the gates. So if we have illegal immigrants coming in, they're not allowed to work on Saturday or Sunday either, right? 
And and oh yeah, and and uh, you you don't put an ox in the field to plow on this day. All right, he meant made mention of animals, strangers or immigrants, and Israelites. Okay, for in six days. The Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all in them it, that is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Praise the Lord. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Honor your father and your mother. Now, spiritually speaking, the church is your mother. And God is your father, right? And if you and if you live in such a way that honors your church and your your father in heaven, you're honoring your mother and your father. Now, I also believe that this is uh, this is has to do with your birth parents as well. All right, even if they are not living for God, that's a difficult thing for a lot of people. Some of you have grown up in homes where you had an abusive father or. Uh, uh, a cold mother that was indifferent. It doesn't matter. You honor them, right? Doesn't mean you got to do what they do, but you give them the, the honor that's due. Why? Why should I do that? Why would I bother? You know what they did to me? That thy days may be long upon the land. Amen. That's the first commandment with promise, Paul said. Honor your father and your mother. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, and thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Think about those last few rules there. Honoring your father and mother, not murdering, not committing adultery, not stealing, not bearing false witness. Think about all the ails in society that we have right now that that just little short list of things would completely clear up, right? There would be no corruption in the judicial system that there was no bearing false witness. Now, the Ten Commandments were written on... Tablets by the finger of God written on tablets of stone. We talked the other day about the tabernacle. Those tablets that the Ten Commandments were written on were placed inside the Ark of the Covenant along with a golden pot with manna and Aaron's rod that budded. Now, the tabernacle is a type of salvation and it is also a type of you being the temple. Right? If you are the temple of God, then you have those laws in your heart and you will follow them. Am I right? And that would really, really uh, uh, fix a lot of our society. So, I mean, you talk about fighting back against the evil that's going on out there. Go and bring a person to the rest. Get somebody that that uh, that is beaten down by this world and suffering and bring them to Jesus, right? Praise God. A lot of hard hearts out there. A lot of really hard hearts. I was talking to Peyton Smith last night. 
And he, uh, Peyton runs our website at AmericanUckRadio.com. He also creates those thumbnails that people click on. And he was on a public transit bus uh, in Seattle. And he said there was a young girl at the back of the bus. And she was crying. And not just crying, but wailing. Uh, She was distressed. She was grieved. Uh, and, and he said that it, he, it, he was so disgusted because the people on the bus were, uh, were yelling at her and telling her to shut the up and lay off the crack. Not one person would lift a finger to go back and see what was wrong with her. Uh, so, so Peyton did, he, he went to the back of the bus and sat down and he put his hand on her shoulder, young black girl. Young black girl, uh, I uh, and uh, she she uh, she was very stressed over something. She needed help. She needed comfort. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what. There was a man with the Holy Ghost on that bus, full of the Comforter. The only one that would go back and even say an encouraging word to her, and she settled down just a little bit. And the bus driver actually thanked him. Amen. Last night, my wife and I were at a grocery store. We pulled up. We were going to get some chili fixings. We were going to get some chili fixings. We pulled into the parking lot, and uh, there was a purse, a lady's purse, sitting in a shopping cart. And I, I, we both saw it. We looked around. There was nobody around. I, uh, I opened it just a little bit to see if it was empty, if there was anything there. And it had a wallet. It had a bunch of stuff. Obviously, this belonged to somebody. And uh, we promptly took it inside, gave it to customer service. Do I think I'm a hero because of that? No, I don't. And, and a lot of people that uh, that are not Christians and filled with the Holy Ghost would have that kind of decency. Uh, but, man, I tell you, we are presented with opportunities to show the love of God all around us every day. Uh, you know, there, there's people out there that, that, you know, if I just had a YouTube channel with 9,000 people on it and I could, uh, you know, I could conduct some kind of online Billy Graham crusade. Amen. Well, there's some girl uh, in your path during the day that needs comfort. She needs Jesus. Amen. There's somebody in your family. There's right and 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 so instead of thinking about big picture things uh you know like like bringing down the government or something like that think about destroying the works of the flesh in somebody's life that you love or or that just lives in your neighborhood or or whatever and god'll bring you to people if you will pray every day and ask to be led and be filled with the holy ghost and have his spirit leading you in the things that you say and do. He will lead you into situations where there are people that are hungering and thirsting after righteousness and need rest from the works of their own flesh. And we're going to get into that in the second half of American Ock Radio. I know I say this every day, but can you believe that an hour has gone by already? So we've talked about the Sabbath. We talked about uh, Genesis 2, on the seventh day, God rested. Well, we also showed where 
God doesn't get tired. Physical things don't drag him out. Clearly, he was trying to show something. Hebrews chapter 4, Paul warned those Jews uh, to be wary in case they fell under the example of unbelief and failed to enter into God's rest. That was a, a problem, all right? Now, on the other side here, oh, and we looked at the Ten Commandments, right? We looked at those Ten Commandments uh, that are, are, if you've got the Holy Ghost, then you are the temple, and you have a, an Ark of the Covenant inside of you, sprinkled with blood, with those commandments written on your heart, all right? And so, walking after the Spirit, you will fulfill those. And we're going to talk on the other side about what the punishment was for not following the Sabbath, uh, they had no idea what they were even supposed to do about it. So uh, head over to the book of Numbers, the book of Numbers, to start hour two. And then we're going to get into the Gospels, and then we're going to dip back into the prophets. And- this is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Crime and abortion took center stage in the New York gubernatorial debate as incumbent Democrat Kathy Hochul faced a Republican challenger, Congressman Lee Zeldin. Courtesy of Spectrum News NY1, Zeldin says his opponent was not taking the crime concerns of New Yorkers seriously. Kathy Hochul believes that the only crimes that are being committed are these crimes with guns. And you, you got people who are afraid of being pushed in front of oncoming subway cars. They're being stabbed, beaten to death on the street with hammers. Go talk to the Asian American community and how it's impact them with the loss of lives. Jewish people targeted with raw, violent anti-Semitism on our streets. Hochul criticized Eldon over gun control, saying he took no action on public safety issues. There is no crime-fighting plan if it doesn't include guns, illegal guns, and you refuse to talk about how we can do so much more. You didn't even show up for votes in Washington when a bipartisan group of enlightened legislators voted for an assault weapon ban. That debate taking place in Albany. Also at townhall.com, a new survey suggesting that less than half of voters think the country is headed in the right direction. 29% of likely U.S. voters think the country is headed in the right direction, according to a new Rasmussen Reports national telephone and online survey for the week ending October 20th. The National Telephone Survey of 2,100 likely U.S. voters was conducted on October 16th. The margin of sampling error was plus or minus 2% with a 95% confidence level. Correspondent Bernie Bennett. On the battlefront, Russia targeting more than 40 villages around Ukraine over the past day, killing at least two more people and sustaining the terror that forces people into air raid shelters each night. The developments come as fears are growing that Russia could try to detonate a so-called dirty bomb. On Wall Street, the Dow had 119 points and the Nasdaq down 153. More at townhall.com. We remind all of our listeners that the views and opinions of the show hosts and guests appearing on Mojo Favo Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Cuddle Me Buff LLC, its owners and partners, or this network. Thank you for listening to Mojo Favo Radio. Supply line interruptions are definitely here to stay, especially given the incredible talent we have working at the U.S. Transportation Department. However, you don't need to fear these interruptions. You can be prepared. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Let's be honest. Wheelchairs are heavy, bulky, and ugly. If you carry a wheelchair in your car to take care of a loved one, you know how hard it is getting that clunky, 
old-style wheelchair in and out of your car. Introducing the Feather Chair Wheelchair. At 13 pounds, it's the world's lightest wheelchair. It folds in seconds and fits neatly in your trunk, backseat, or closet, so you can take it everywhere. And it's only available right here. Order yours today and get a free wheelchair case, a $50 value, yours free. The Feather Chair. The world's lightest wheelchair is just $4.99 with easy payments as low as $16 a month. Sorry, no Medicare or insurance accepted. So call right now to order yours. 800-823-5826-800-823-5826-800-823-5826. That's 800-823-5826. Fast Track Student Loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395-800-709-4395-800-709-4395-800-709-4395. talking about the sabbath what is it does it mean to enter into god's rest what was he trying to teach us with all of that right what what was the point of it that's what we want to talk about all right here we go Every day, every day, every day. Praise the Lord. This is choose ye this day whom you will serve. There's 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 nothing else I want to do. If I if I didn't have this show, I'd be doing it in some other capacity, I think. But this is what I was given and this is what I'm doing with it. Praise the Lord. Now it's good to see you guys over in the uh rumble chat room there today. It's pretty quiet this morning. Pretty quiet this morning. If I was uh 
talking about transgender rules on kids. There'd probably be more people coming to listen, but uh, that's okay. I I don't mind having a, a small handful of people that are seeking God. Amen. And uh, that that's the Rumble Channel. I have no idea how many people are listening to the radio station right now. But let's talk about this thing with the Sabbath. Now, before we go downplaying it too much, actually, it was pretty serious business to break that commandment. All right? It was. You could be killed. And they had no idea what actually the punishment was for it. <laughs> And so let's read that right now. Turn with me to Numbers chapter 15. All right. Now, here's another principle that we need to learn that the breaking of the rest of God could result in death. Okay. So what do we need to learn about that today? Because that's part of it, right? That's part of it. Numbers chapter 15. We're going to go to verse 32. Numbers 15:32 While the children of Israel were in the wilderness they found a man that gathered sticks upon the Sabbath day They found him gathering sticks and brought him unto Moses and Aaron and unto the congregation and they put him in ward because it was not declared what should be done unto them There was just a rule. They didn't know what would happen if you broke it. They had no idea, so they put him in ward. They they imprisoned him, right? They incarcerated this man. They had no idea what they were supposed to do about it. They just knew that that was the rule. They, uh, the Lord said unto Moses, the man shall be surely put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones without the camp. And all the congregation brought him without the camp and stoned him with stones, and he died as the Lord commanded Moses. This man was put to death outside the camp, right? So many types and shadows there, so many. I know a lot of you listening right now, you're, your uh, head swirling with scripture. Amen. So there we have it. You could uh, you could be killed for it. It was one of the Ten Commandments in Genesis chapter 2. God established it by blessing the seventh day and resting. God is a spirit and he does not get tired. He does not get physically dragged out from doing things. We know that from other scriptures. So what is the point of this? Why, why was this a lesson that God's people needed to learn, all right? Uh, though that, that was a, uh, a commandment on the 10, uh, on the tablets, which went in the Ark of the Covenant, that was in the tabernacle, in the holiest of holies, right? Remember when Jesus died, the veil in the temple that, surrep- uh, surrounded the, uh, that separated the holy place from the holy holiest of holies in the temple, which was replicated after the tabernacle, was ripped in two, right? There was no separation anymore between that one place where the high priest had to go and put blood uh, in it, right? So, (laughs) and and people that uh, 
that are unaware of these things are probably thinking, wow, this is uh, this is quite the thing you're talking about here. All right, so what happened when Jesus came along with the Sabbath? All right, we have plenty of examples of that. Now, we know the law, right? Uh, I would like to also mention that there's no... Uh, there's no mention in the book of Daniel while the children of Israel were in captivity of the Sabbath being kept. I, 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 if there's a spot and I'm unaware of it, you can correct me, but I don't find a place where Daniel observed the Sabbath. I just don't see it. Um, if there is one and, and I'm not, and I'm incorrect here, you can correct me. All right. But so there were times. When they couldn't, then when they, they went back and rebuilt the, the temple and the wall in Nehemiah, uh, they would observe it then. Now, let's talk New Testament or uh, at the beginning of it when the law was in the process of being fulfilled by a man that was God. All right, you say to yourself, what if God was here? What would he do? Well, we can look and find out. <laughs> Amen. And he can be here in you. If you want to know what he would do, get into some prayer and fasting. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. All right? You want to know what God would do? Let him work in you. Right? Now, let's go to Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. We're going to look at Jesus and the Sabbath. And we're going to actually be in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. All right. So stay in Matthew, uh, in the the four Gospels, right at the beginning here, because we're going to look at those. Book of Mark. Go there with me. Chapter 2, right near the beginning. And we're going to go to verse 23 through 28. These are my notes for today, by the way. I've got it on that authoritarian scratch pad that uh, constitutional lawyer Jonathan Emord sent me. And so that's what I've been up to today. Mark chapter 2, verses 23 through 28. came to pass that he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day, so Jesus and his disciples are traveling. They're moving through a cornfield and uh, picking ears of corn. His disciples began as they went to pluck ears of corn. The Pharisees, who were the administrators of the temple, they, they, they sat in Moses' seat, okay? They said unto him, Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful? And now Jesus refers them to the book of 1 Samuel, okay? 2 Samuel, sorry. And and he starts to quote David. Now, David was a type of Christ, okay? Remember, these are all types and shadows. When you're reading your Old Testament, Look for types and shadows of Jesus and the church today. When you're reading about the law, when you're reading about the tabernacle, when you're reading in in the books of the kings, right? Whether they failed or were successful, those things were all for us today. Amen? If you're alive on earth today. 
And uh, he said unto them, Have you never read what David did when he had need and was hungered? He and they that were with him, how he went into the house of God on the days of Abiathar the high priest and did eat the showbread, which is not lawful to eat, but for the priests and gave also to them which were with him. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man. The Sabbath was made for man. That That's a very definitive statement right there. It was made for man. All right? So keep that in mind as we go along with this study. Sometimes we read these things and just kind of gloss over it, but that's a pretty definitive statement right there that the God-man, Jesus, made. God in the flesh. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. All right? Jesus in his flesh, being God, was Lord of the Sabbath. All right? Do you have the Holy Ghost? Now we're going to go on to verse chapter 3, 1 through 6. He entered again into the synagogue, and there was a man that had a withered hand. All right, this is on a Sabbath. They watched him, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. So they were looking for something to get over on him and possibly murder him because they wanted to kill him. They hated the things of God so much that even when he himself was walking amongst them, in flesh, the Son of God, that they were going to use his own law against him, which he was fulfilling while he was there. Uh, that's how corrupt and wicked they were. All right? He said unto the man that had the withered hand, stand forth, and he said unto them, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they held their peace. And when he looked around about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, that's what Peyton was feeling the other day. His spirit was grieved within him at the hardness of the hearts of the people around him. They had no care of this son of Abraham. You want to know what God makes God angry? Well, there it is. Religious people that have no care about the people around them. Amen? He was grieved for the hardness of their hearts. And he said unto the man, Stretch forth thine hand, and he stretched it out, and his hand was restored, whole as the other, the Pharisees went forth and straightway took counsel with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. Now, was there any law against healing or doing something good on the Sabbath? No, there was not. We don't read it anywhere. So at this point, they were making it up as they went along for an excuse to kill the Messiah. That's pretty wicked, huh? Amen. We're talking about the Sabbath here today. 
Now turn to uh, Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. Praise the Lord. Jesus spoke of rest. Sorry, Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Now remember, Paul said that there was a rest that they needed to enter into, right? Old Testament, right off the bat, talked about God's rest, all right? Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, what was the Sabbath about? You don't work on the Sabbath. No, Jesus has just said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, was he talking about giving you a day off from your construction job? Uh, You would have worked the rest of the week and been laboring and heavy laden if you had to carry a sack of bricks. Was that what he was talking about? What was the rest that Jesus promised that he would give to those who labor and are heavy laden. And what was that labor that he was going to take away? And the rest that he and he alone was going to give. He went on, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest unto your soul. Rest unto your soul. Rest here and here. He wasn't talking about a day off from work. He wasn't talking about a day off from your job. He was talking about some type of work, but we'll get into that later on. All right? This is is a conversation that I've heard a lot. I had somebody confront me on it. Man, uh, that was uh, a wannabe Jew Ask me, why do not Christians observe Shabbat? And I started to explain it to him, and he uh, changed the subject. He really wasn't interested in hearing it. Didn't didn't ask the question, just really to thought it was going to throw me off, right? Didn't think that I would have an answer, but I did. Then he didn't want to hear it. So I shut down the conversation. I just had no more interest in talking to him either. Praise God. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 12. uh, Sorry. Matthew chapter 11, and we're just about right there. We're just about right there. If you were just now. Well, we're we're in the same chapter. Matthew chapter uh, 11. Sorry, 12, 1 through 8. Matthew 12, 1 through 8. That time Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn and he has decided. Okay, so we read that already. I apologize. We read that already. Luke chapter 4. Turn with me to Luke chapter 4 and then we're going to go to Luke chapter 6. All right. Luke chapter 4. Then we're going to go to 6. Now, 
Jesus had just been tempted by Satan, and he uh, came to Nazareth, and he has gone to the synagogue, and it is the Sabbath day. And again, they tried to kill him because of the things he was saying. All right. Let's talk about it here. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. So he was in his hometown. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. When he'd opened the book, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. Amen? To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book, gave it again to the minister, sat down and all the eyes of them that were in the synagogue were fastened upon him. They're all looking at him. Speechless. Like, who do you think you are? (laughs) Verse 21, and he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And all bear him witness and wonder to the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is not this Joseph's son? Isn't this the carpenter's boy? My son played soccer with him. I'm just kidding. I added that myself. But he was a local boy. And they're like, isn't this Joseph's son? What's this guy talking about? He said unto them, You will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said, Verily I say unto you, No prophet is accepted in his own country. No prophet is accepted in his own country. Most people in my family will not listen to me. But I cut them some slack. You know why? Because they know what I was like. (laughs) So I don't blame them. Amen. (laughs) Because they know what old Mike Phillip used to act like. But I tell you of a truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah. When the heaven was shut up three years and six months. When great famine was throughout the land. But unto none of them was Elijah sent. Save unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon. And a woman that was a widow. Many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, save Naaman the Assyrian. Whoa! He just told them that uh, God went to the Gentiles in those days. Not you. Oh, that boiled them. That made them very, very, very angry. I've heard of preachers out there that were afraid of saying controversial things. Oh, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I don't want to upset people. Well, Jesus didn't have a problem with that. He didn't always do it. But there were times. Amen. If you're if you're afraid of upsetting people, if you're afraid of saying things that are going to be controversial, 
that are going to upset people. Preaching ain't your gig. I'm telling you right now. And I'll tell you what else. If you've got a pastor that just makes you feel good all the time, he's probably not a pastor. They all, they in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him under the brow of the hill whereon their city was built that they might cast him down headlong, but he passing through the midst of them went his way. So they were going to kill him over that thing that he told them. They were pretty upset, but they knew it was true. And that's why it cut. That's why I cut them so deep, because it was true. It's just that nobody else had had the guts to say it to them. Amen? Turn with me to Luke chapter 6 now. We have two examples. Two examples in Luke chapter 6. And this is the same account that Matthew wrote about from 1 to 5, where he said the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. So you have two different accounts where he cited David going into the uh, the priest and eating the show bread. If you remember the study that we did on the tabernacle, you remember the table with the show bread, right? Types of the Word of God being in you, right? Got to change out that show bread every day. You can't let that... It can't be leavened, it can't be puffed up, and it's got to be changed every day, right? It can't get stale. You've got you've to get the Word of God in you every day, all right? The unleavened, unpuffed up, sincere Word of God. Came to pass on another uh, Sabbath, he entered the synagogue, and that's where the man with the withered hand was. And he got grieved with them over the hardness of their hearts. Don't let your heart get hardened. Amen? That's what happened to Peyton the other day on the bus. He looked around and he just couldn't believe it. He said this girl wasn't on crack. She wasn't She wasn't on drugs. She was just, something had beaten her up. Something had... Not physically, that we know of. He didn't even get her name. But I'll tell you what. I don't know who that girl is, and I don't know where she is. I don't even know if she's in Seattle today. She was last night. We're going to pray for her at the ninth hour. And Peyton is going to be taking a new bus route where he is now. And he's going to be watching out for her to invite her church to find the comforter to wipe those tears away from her eyes and he doesn't even know her but he loved her he just he thought man oh man how can you guys treat this girl this way huh how could you do that how could you talk to her that way amen but there's there's a lot of cold hard hearts in this world now we were warned that that would happen we were told that in the last days Men would ha- not have any natural affection. No natural affection. No uh, compunction to help or, or to love uh, their neighbor. And who is your neighbor? Huh? Is it just the person on either side of your house or your apartment? Amen? Well, it was the lady on the bus that day. 
And Peyton, because he loves God, he had to love that neighbor of his. Amen? We're getting close to commercial break here. Now, so what we've done is gone through several examples of what Jesus did on the Sabbath, how they used it to try and entrap him, okay? I've I've had several people get upset with me uh, because I don't observe the Sabbath in a way that uh, 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 taking the day off on Saturday and not doing anything. And uh, those same people had no problem with me whatsoever when I was drinking every day. <laughs> Suddenly they were all about the Sabbath. <laughs> it's like, there's a word for that. There's a word for and Anyway, yeah. Okay. Let's get into our commercial break, and then when we come back, what is the conclusion of the matter in the last half hour of the show? God's rest. What are the rest? What are the works that he wants to give you rest from? Right? This has all got to come together somehow. Let's get into that on the other side. The last segment of American Ock Radio. Boy, this two hours goes fast, huh? We'll be back right after this. up refreshed like you slept on a cloud get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today you deserve it go to mypillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code mojo50 for incredible savings at romica designs we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company much more i'm ron phillips co-owner of romica designs and if you can dream it we can probably make it We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at romicadesigns.com or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at romicadesigns.com or visit us on the web at romicadesigns.com. Five major food distributors have suffered explosions at food processing and storage facilities in the last few months. 20 more facilities have been destroyed by fires over the last four months. War in Ukraine drags on and holds the looming threat of nuclear escalation. U.S. inflation is officially reported above 8%. (laughs) Mobs of people are whipped into frenzy by an increasingly unstable class of political elites. We live in interesting times. Political, economic, and financial collapse are all very real threats to our way of life. If the worst happens, make sure you and your loved ones are prepared. 
with emergency food and supplies. From preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Coffee lovers everywhere now have the opportunity to do their part to save the planet with Al Gore's lab-grown coffee substitute. We, here at Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change, believe this is a terrible idea. While man-bun-wearing, soy-latte-loving poodle walkers everywhere are in love with the eco-friendly lab-grown sadness water, Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change want to see the sea levels rise and for New York City to join the lost city of Atlantis, 12,000 leagues beneath the sea. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. Every pot brewed is an eco-disaster 100 times greater than the Fukushima extinction-level event. So order yours today and do your part to hasten the end of the planet. You don't want to live forever, do you? AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. How dare you? <laughs> we dare. We dare. Underrated radio shows. American Uck Radio. This guy, Mike Phillip, is brilliant. I listen to him every day. Love your show. I, I really do. I'm a huge fan. Thank you for doing what you're doing. American Uck Radio. that they would uh, come into. What was the rest? Ezekiel 34. Ezekiel 34 talks about the uh, the shepherds in Israel. Shepherds, pastors that were uh, not feeding their flock. All right? Not feeding their flock. They were they were uh, eating of the flock themselves. God was testifying against the shepherds of Israel throughout that uh, the entire chapter. He says the the diseased have you not strengthened? Neither have you healed that which is sick. Neither have you bound up that which is broken. You haven't brought again that which was driven away. Neither have you sought that which was lost. But with force and with cruelty you have ruled them, and they were scattered because there is. No shepherd, and they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains upon every hill. Yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth, and none did search for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Amen. God gets very, very, very not happy with pastors that shirk their responsibilities toward their flock. 
fact, he called them hirelings. Hirelings. People that are just doing a job. Uh, I've had people reach out to me in the past and say, you know, I talked to my pastor about this problem I'm having and they just completely ignored me. Well, they're going to have to give an account. There's going to be an audit one day. There's going to be an audit. Every one of us is going to give an account. That's why I do what I do here because, uh, you know, there's going to come a day when my, my days on earth end and, uh, I, if, yeah, I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want you to hear. Amen. That's why I want you to have the word of God in your heart and in your mind and have it guide you. It'll be a light to your path and a lamp to your feet. You won't stumble in life if you put this first and have it in you. All right. Jesus said, uh, 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 it was prophesied in Ezekiel 34, verse 15, I will feed my flock and I will cause them to lie down. Remember what he said? I will cause them to lie down in green pastures by still waters. Lie down. Right? They're not going to be freaking out and running around and worried about the things of the world. They're not The cares and worries of this life are not going to whip them into a frenzy. They're not going to have to. No, they're going to lie down. They're going to have rest. Amen? And that's what we're talking about here today. Entering into God's rest. Well, rest from what? Your construction job? Rest from uh, being an accountant? Is that what it's talking about? No, it's not. Now, we've got about 20 minutes left here, so time is limited. Let's get into it. Turn with me to Isaiah 28. Isaiah chapter 28. And we're going to look at uh, verses 11 to 13. What is the rest? The rest. Well, Isaiah put it this way, speaking by the Spirit of the Lord. Remember, he was a prophet. God spoke through the prophets. Paul said that in Hebrews chapter 1. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Let me read that to you one more time. Isaiah 28. We read this the other day on the show with Pastor Rios in the last segment. With stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. There was people that were not going to hear it. They were not going to listen. Paul was warning them in Hebrews chapter 4. We read that at the beginning of the show. Right? So we don't fall after the same example of unbelief. Labor to enter into God's rest. Amen? Well, Paul would have been quoting the prophets, right? That's the scripture they had, the Old Testament. What was that rest? Isaiah 58, 13. Let's read that really quick here. While we're in the neighborhood. 
58, 13. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shall honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. Now we have two examples of speaking being used for the Sabbath and a stammering of lips and speaking in uh, uh, a tongue that you don't know being the rest wherewith I will cause my people to rest. Paul said, labor to enter into it, right? Amen. And he was talking to Jews. Now, what are the works that are to cease in God's rest? They're the works of the flesh, right? If you let of the Spirit, there's no condemnation. There's life, there's peace, there's joy. The flesh works are what ends in God's rest. When you die, are buried, and resurrected. Acts 2.38, repent, be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins, and you shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, right? Let's look at those works of the flesh. What are they? Galatians chapter 5, Paul wrote this to the church in Galatia. Galatians chapter 5. What are the works that we are to cease from? They are the works of the flesh. What will flesh do? Amen. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. A lot of scripture today, huh? <laughs> Current says the word of God is outside time, and that's possibly the reason it flies when in the word with might. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Amen. Well, and it's just when you get into something that you're really interested in, right? Time goes quick. Praise the Lord. Thank you for that, Current. Galatians 5, 16. This I say then, Paul's writing to the church. This is to the church. Okay? This is to people who have been saved. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. It's all about do what you do. It's about what you do. A lot of people, uh, they'll go to, well, we're not saved by works. What he was referring to was uh, the works of the law. Okay, that 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 won't do anything for you. I, I don't care if Israel get, gets red heifers and starts slaughtering them again. And, and the animal sacrifices, that's over. That's done. That temple was destroyed. The blood and go blood of bulls and goats can never take away sin. In fact, it just rolled them ahead to the next year. 
right? They needed the sacrifice of Jesus then too. Amen? Why do you think he went down into the grave and led captivity captive? Because they were waiting for the promise. (laughs) Don't even get me started on that uh, doctrine of purgatory. That's another garbage doctrine that's not in the book. Purgatory. Not even there. The word isn't even in the book. Anyway, but if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. If you're led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now notice he's talking to Gentiles here. Right? We read in uh, Deuteronomy 28, I went through it several months ago, the blessings and the cursings. Well, that that's what this is. Those curses in Deuteronomy 28... We see them all around us today. They're they're all around you. You don't have to look far to find them. Every single one of them. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Okay? Here's the work that you get rest from under God's rest. It's being led of the Spirit. If you will let of the Spirit, you won't work the works of the flesh, the things that you do. Amen? Works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. All right? These are sexual things. These are, are lusting sexual things. Adultery. Think about all the pain and misery that adultery causes in our society. That is what is in your flesh. That is what is in my flesh. And one is just as bad as the other. Anything on this list, right? We look at this this tendency to uh, sexualize children. Uncleanness, right? People are upset about that. That's flesh. That's That's why you need to crucify your flesh. Amen? You say, well, I don't do that. I would never do that. Well, one thing on the list is just as bad as the other. Flesh is flesh. Adultery, man. Uh, Problems, fornication. I read an article yesterday. Uh, Unvaccinated women that are single uh, will not hook up or uh, with with vaccinated men. And they go looking for men that have not been vaccinated, right? Well, you can still get herpes. You can still... What, you're virtuous because you won't fornicate with a, a vaccinated man? Talk about screwed up priorities. Uncleanness, homosexuality, lasciviousness. What is lasciviousness, right? Well, we even have that in our uh, our legal codes today. Lewd and lascivious behavior, right? When you have a drag show in a Waffle House in Texas with a guy grinding and gyrating in front of people and kids... 
That's lewd and lascivious behavior, right? Or uh, let's say a pride parade or, or a stripper, okay? That is lasciviousness. But let me take it a step farther. Even just uh, lasciviousness is showing off your flesh in order to sexually attract somebody. Whether it's, it's, it's women wearing too tight clothes that barely cover them. Or men that wear uh, t-shirts that are too tight, sizes too, too small to show off their muscles and their tattoos because it's vanity. It's vain. God hates that. That's flesh. That's lasciviousness. I've talked about churches I've gone to with holiness standards uh, where they'll tell men you can only have your sleeves to just below the elbow, right? Well, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. And isn't that better than the other way? You've all seen these memes of, you know, men in the in the 40s and they're, the dude's wearing a suit and it's black and white in, in uh, New York next to a picture of a... a a guy wearing shorty show shorts and a rainbow t-shirt, right? That's flesh. That's where it goes. That's where it goes. If you don't cover flesh, that's lasciviousness. That's listed in the works of the flesh, okay? Idolatry. We're in verse 20. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, all right? Witchcraft is everywhere now. Witchcraft is all around you. All around you. People get upset about it. How is it that there's all this witchcraft going on in America? Because that's what's in their flesh. That's what they're going to do. Not everybody. There'll be different forms of it in different people. Right? Books about it. um, Covens of witches or whatever praying against churches and things like that. That's flesh. That's the work that you get rest from. You dig? And I'll tell you, if if you've got one of these things going on, they butt heads all the time. They butt heads all the time. Hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, Sedition, heresy. Heresy is a work of the flesh. That's why I get down on the Catholic Church so much. Or any variation of it. It's heresy. Those doctrines are doctrines of devils. But it's in your flesh to do that. If you're not being led of the Spirit, that's where it'll go every single time. Without fail. You need rest from that. Amen? Hatred. Variance. Emulation. Just being difficult. Never able to get along with anybody. That's variance. There's got to argue with anything anybody says. Envying. Envy is right up there with uh, homosexuality. You see that? See that? Murder. Drunkenness. Reveling. 
reveling, that's partying, or rioting. Reveling could also be rioting. Amen? And now here's the cap on it. And such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, we would be wise to pay attention because this is a letter to a church. This is not a, this is not a letter to people in the world living in sin. This is a letter to the church. He's warning them. Hey, church, if you do this, you can't go to heaven. Kind of blows up that whole doctrine of eternal security, doesn't it? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. If you're led of the Spirit, there's no law against you. Amen? If you're led of the Spirit, you're not going to go online and be uh, screaming and, 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 and swearing and hollering at people. If, 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 you're, if you're led of the Spirit, you're not going to get an assault charge. If you're led of the flesh, you might. If you're led of the Spirit... You're not going to have no worry in the world about uh, sexually transmitted diseases. <laughs> that's that's off your radar. That's not a problem. Amen? They that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another and envying one another. And I'll tell you what, the reason that Paul is having to tell them and has told them in time past is because your own flesh is going to creep up on you. That's why I tell you to pray every day. That's why I have to pray every day. Because I live in one of these things too. That's the beautiful thing about God. That he has showed us all of this. He's told us. He's laid it out. Life is an open book test. Amen? And you can do it. Praise the Lord. And if you're new to this, and you stumble and fall, keep going back to him. Go to the throne of grace for help in the time of need. Amen? Now, I want to say something else here. Uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 16. Let no man, therefore, judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or of a new moon or of the Sabbath days. Why? Why? How come I should not uh, be upset when people come after me and, but Mike, the Sabbath. Well, you don't know what it is. And if you haven't entered in the kingdom the way that the apostles showed in their doctrines, then 
has nothing to do with you, frankly. Let no man judge you in respect of a holy day or a new moon or a Sabbath. Why? 17, which are a shadow of things to come. It's a shadow of things to come. God sanctifying the seventh day after creation was a shadow of things to come. Noah and his ark was a shadow of things to come. The tabernacle was a shadow of things to come. The Passover was a shadow of things to come. And we're supposed to learn these things. Honestly, uh, sometimes when I talk to people, I think, what has your church been teaching you all these years? What have they been teaching you? We're at the end of the show. You can walk in the Spirit. Amen? And the whole point of this world around you, remember what I said at the beginning of the show, snakes don't go after living things, or don't go after dead things. They go after living things. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.